case. Hope not hates are basically controlling Britain. Hope not hate. An alluring name for those more concerned about social justice than truth. These backwards, these backwards thinking, virtue, sig- virtue signaling, fake news crazy. Yeah. Hello and welcome to a special podcast episode of the Hope Not Hate podcast. We don't do these very often, but we are sitting here with documents strewn across the table. Uh, A a huge leak took place over the weekend about Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, leaked initially to my colleague Joe, who I'm joined by. Hello. And then, uh, uh, judging by the internet, to a a range of other people subsequently as well. Um, These are incredible documents. We've done a couple of blog posts about them already, but we thought we'd take 10 minutes just to do a quick podcast special and and talk them through. But before we dig into them, Joe, because there's a lot of salacious stuff in here, (laughs) let's just remind people that haven't been following these people closely. Who is is Milo? So Milo Yiannopoulos, um, lots of people will have come across him. He's he's quite a brash, loud... uh, Repulsive, some might argue, figure. He was um, he's British, based in North America and Florida. Um, he kind of came to prominence through GamerGate, the anti-feminist gaming scandal, quite a few years ago. Got involved in Breitbart News in North America. Um, wrote all sorts of ugly articles for them. Left Breitbart under a cloud when it seemed uh, that he appeared to defend kind of consensual relationships with minors. Um, that that came out as a scandal. He then went off and raised a load of money, set up his own company called Milo Incorporated, and that was supposed to be the rest of history. He was just going to be bringing in huge amounts of money. He's kind of very anti-Muslim. He's anti-feminist. Um, he's kind of he trades off being extreme. He trades off saying kind of vulgar and loud and and horrible things about people. And uh, that's why these documents are so exciting for many people, is because lots of people are happy to see him taking another hit. And he, he, before we get into the uh, into the documents themselves, this 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 is not a fringe character. He's pretty well plugged into the far right and the alt right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a major international figure. As I say, he was one of the kind of top people at Breitbart for a long time. When he went off, and he claimed he raised over ten million or twelve million pounds. Uh, a dollar, sorry, when he was setting up Milo Incorporated. He talked big amounts of money from the Mercer family that many people will have heard of. I mean, this is a guy that has big power, uh, big international name, huge hits, huge views, fills out big kind of arenas in some places, certainly big halls in others. Um, so, yeah, he's a big name within the kind of alt-right area, alt-light area. All right, let's, let's, let's dig in. Just try and give us a summary of, of, of this is a huge tranche of documents. What's the kind of top line of what they tell us? The, the top line is, in short, Milo is in <laughs> enormous uh, economic <laughs> financial crisis. Um, basically, the documents are all related to a, a tour that he was supposed to be going on to Australia. Um, and it was he then ends up in this huge row with the organisers of the tour. And these documents all relate to this. This kind of uh, hundreds and hundreds of emails between them. There's, there's WhatsApp messages. There's emails. There's financial records. There's the lot. And the top line is is that could easily be in as much as kind of two million debt easily. I mean, some of the big ones. I mean, there's both kind of personal debts, which are just like lavish spending. And on the flip side of that is major issues around Milo Incorporated, which seems to be going belly up or has gone belly up maybe. Um, And the numbers are just uh, staggering. It's a combination of his lavish lifestyle and clearly not being very good at managing Milo Inc. So the Milo Inc has has gone south. The tour in Australia has hit all kinds of problems. But also he's engaged in incredible spending oh I mean if we just look at some of these numbers so we've got this huge files here we've been trawling through them I mean something just in terms of the sort of lavish lifestyles we're talking in the 20 you know 20,000 owed to Cartier 
Um, you've got 45,000 here to the Four Seasons Hotel in Hawaii. Um, you've got mortgages, you've got thousands of pounds on credit card. One of the documents seems to indicate that he might have kind of uh, tens of thousands, if not kind of near like 47,000 in, nearly 50,000 uh, dollars in credit card debt. He owes everyone money. Everyone who writes for his book, he owes cash. Uh, so his, his publishing house, he owes cash. He owes lawyers huge amounts of money. I saw in one of the documents that he spent $15,000 on embroidery. Yeah, I mean, I think that actually part of that is seems to be uh, kind of for merchandise as well. Okay. But the thing is, I mean, he's always bragging. And that's funny, when he was kind of at the Day for Freedom event in London earlier this summer, he was bragging about how expensive his coat was. And now it seems that obviously he's spending slightly beyond his means. I mean, one of the things that really comes through strongly in the documents is just how financially desperate he was this summer. The emails to these Australian organisers that are in these dossiers... Um, he's talking about not having enough money to pay rent. He's talking about not being able to pay his phone bill. I mean, that said, he clearly lives in a, a different world. He, he writes this kind of fiery email off at one point saying, I won't be able to afford my cleaner. These are necessities. Um, so he kind of lives in a different world. But there's also, you know, while it's, well, I mean, it is amusing. I mean, if we look at some of the big debts, uh, there's an email from a partner of his at Milo Inc. in the dossier, which seems to indicate that he owes 1.6 million to Milo Inc., um, a huge amount. It seems to show that he owes 400000 to the Mercer family. He owes 150000 to a lawyer, law firm. He owes 76000 to a friend of his. He owes over 20000 to his uh, employees. I mean, this is a guy who has racked up masses of money um, while simultaneously seeming to spend kind of like 50-odd grand at a hotel in Hawaii. It's obviously tempting to gorge on the schadenfreude of yes. the situation. Um, uh, given how unpleasant and, and really vicious he's been about um, a whole range of groups in society. But at the same time, what does this tell us about um, where the alt-right, where the far-right is at the moment? These are, these are huge sums of money. These are, these are obviously, judging by these documents, really well-funded people. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the sad thing here, is kind of once the laughing stopped and um, we kind of dug into the documents even further... That is the real story here. You know, that Milo's spending ridiculous amounts on hotels and rings for, with Cartier is, is one thing. But where the money's coming from, the amount of money is really terrifying. I mean, if we just look at the Australian tour himself, the documents seem to indicate that the Australian tour organisers had already paid him nearly $170,000 for a tour. In the documents, he claims time and time again that he could raise nearly $2 million from the from the tour. And we're talking a really short-speaking tour of Australia. Um it just shows the clout that these individuals have, the amount of money that they're bringing in at the moment. We have a far right on the international scene that can bring in, has the capability to bring in millions. In some cases, these are unprecedented amounts in the post-war period. You can put Tommy Robinson's recent conversations into this. If we look at Tommy Robinson's, the, you know, the Times newspaper claiming he had brought £2 million in donations in the last couple of years. These numbers are vast, I mean, incomprehensible in some ways. And just seeing, like, how much he was expecting every month. You know, they paid him a 50000 US dollar deposit just to sign up on the tour. Um, they were paying him tens of thousands of pounds every month just for letting him tweet. They paid, I think, in the region of about uh, £42,000 just to give them access to his social media to promote the tour. These are huge numbers that these people are bringing in. Yeah, and it, and it shows why, you know, how important it was to try and stop someone like uh, Stephen Lennon getting his tour uh, speaking engagement in the US. Uh, Gavin McInnes has just been stopped from going into Australia. His visa has been denied. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's often debate, debates about uh, the, you know, the ethics and wisdom of deplatforming. I think these numbers show that it's actually a, you know, a, 
a necessity because these numbers can do real damage. Yeah, absolutely. There's no way. There's no way around it. I mean, we're looking at the individuals here. How much they're charging for organising these tours? How much they're making from these tours? Um, what's actually really interesting on the side note is actually nowhere in these documents does Milo talk about what he believes, what he cares, even that he wants to change the world. He talks about this. He goes, I am going to just be like rolling in money. This is going to be a money printing operation. I mean, it just goes back and reiterates what I think many of us have known for a long time, that so many of these big figures are in this for the money. They're not in this to change the world, even if we disagree with them. They're kind of playing off racism. They're playing off misogyny. They're pushing kind of ugly messages and divisive messages with a view to bringing in huge amounts of cash. And it's working. And so, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it just reiterates the importance of, uh, of fighting against some of these tours. And what's interesting, actually, just a few days before these were leaked, these documents, uh, Milo announces that he's going to be joining a tour in February around Australia with Tommy Robinson or Stephen Yaxley Lennon and with Gavin McInnes. The three of them are, are joining up. And you can kind of start to see that story through these documents. Um, he's looking. He needs the money. He hates the people that are organising the tour, but he needs the money. So um, he's back on the back on board, it seems. Right, so we're, we've already done, uh, your team's already done a, a couple of blog posts on this. Is there, is there more to come? Yeah, there is. I mean, we, we had the original one which talked about the figures and then the big headline numbers. Um, we've just put out one which is around, just about Milo actually, because it's just staggering. I mean, it's called um, Milo Comes First at All Times, says Milo Yiannopoulos. I mean, and that's an actual <laughs> quote. Um, this guy is a we knew he was egotistical but these documents are uh, staggering he talks about this is my tour he constantly screams I'm the star and it's my show you need to get used to it uh, Milo comes first I mean first of all he talks in the third person which is remarkable if but, only you could convert narcissism into bitcoin yeah, yeah I know well in some ways though he has managed to <laughs> convert narcissism into hundreds of thousands of dollars but um, so we've just put out one, a second one which is just about also how he slags off everyone he's horrible about Lawrence Southern the vlogger he's horrible about Gavin McInnes you know, it seems to indicate in his documents that Nigel Farage doesn't like Milo. I mean, the common theme is no one seems to like Milo. Um, Tommy Robinson says that he won't tour with Milo. It comes out in these documents. So there's that. And then the third one is, I mean, we just haven't had time to go through minute detail through the finances yet. We've managed to pull out the big figures. But um, there's a lot of detail in here about who he owes money to, which will illuminate a lot of things around who he's working with, who he's publishing and those sorts of things. So we're going to have a bit of a deeper dive and see what pops out of that. There's some really interesting names in these documents. Um, so we're going to have a deeper dig and maybe in the next few days we'll follow it up with slightly more kind of in-depth stuff. We'll have to see what's in there. Great. So more to come. A few, a few things online already. Please uh, share them online uh, if you've seen them already. Um, and we'll be back on our regularly scheduled podcast uh, schedule uh, <laughs> from the end of this week. Thanks very much for listening. Cheers.